Hey everybody, my name is Paul Aliyah. And I'm Dave Merhej, and you are listening to the Low-Key Immigrants Podcast, a podcast made by two low-key immigrants. Thank you guys again, as always, for tuning in and checking out this podcast. We are uploading on a more regular basis now, so make sure to subscribe and also write us a review. Writing us a review is super helpful when it comes to people discovering this podcast. As always, we have our tour dates on our websites. If you go to DaveMerhej.com, Dave has his tour dates. He's going to be in Canada. April 14th in Waterloo. That is in Ontario. Also, he's going to be in Toronto Saturday, April 15th. He's doing two shows. And in Ottawa, Thursday, April 20th. And he is going to be live at the Comedy Nest April 28th. Uh, that's in Montreal, Quebec. Also, his special, Miseducation of a Fuckboy, is available right now on YouTube for free. So make sure to watch that. If you are in Detroit, I will be in Detroit April 27th at the Detroit House of Comedy. That show is almost sold out. So make sure to get your tickets at watchpaulalia.com. And I'll also be in Austin for Moon Tower. Uh, those shows are all sold out. I'm opening for my brother, dear friend, Matt Reif. We have a very special guest today. He is a actor, writer, producer, director, and an amazing, amazing human being and great friend, Adil Kamal. He is one of the executive producers, writers, and actors on the show Rami on Hulu. This was a really great interview. Otto really opens up and tells us a lot about his journey and what it was like growing up as a kid. Otto has such an incredible story, and we are really excited to have him on this podcast. So without further ado, enjoy. Thanks. 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 You said 30-second countdown? Bro, bro, do you know what's funny? Like, 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 I feel like sometimes the countdown's like, it's like, just be like five. Like, why you got to start at like <laughs> fucking 40 Hey, easy, bro. The guy's trying to help no, us. No, I'm, I'm not talking about Pat. Pat, I'm not easy talking about you. Pat, I'm just talking about like yeah, the rocket no, ship, no, motherfucker. No. This guy went right at you, bro. No, I'm talking about NASA and shit. Oh, no, NASA. Yeah, yeah, they're like, all right, we're going to count down from 700. Yo, he's going to beat your ass. That's him coming up the steps, bro. He's going to beat your ass, bro. No, he's not, yeah, he bro. Is. Yeah, see? Did he? I would have beat your ass, bro. Why would you do that? Dave, why do you keep encouraging people to fight me? <laughs> Dave always, bro, Dave, especially lately, Dave was like, yeah, I'd slap his ass. And I'm like, Dave, why are you telling people to slap me? Dave's gotten aggressive. That's very true. Yeah. That is very, I'm not going to hide from that. Yeah, bro, look look at your shirt. You the Punisher? No, it says love ends, bro. That's what the shirt is. Bro, I'm just trying to look at the shirt. No, the writing is love ends. Oh, love ends? Oh, yeah. Arabic on there too? I think it's the brand I told you, love closely. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, so you're nuts. I know these people. They're Toronto. But it is funny, though. Everyone I know is like, I, Rami was saying that. you. I introduced everyone. I said, yo, he's from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. You do introduce everyone like they're from Toronto. I love the city, bro. I love, I love the, city. the city. Yeah, man. Are you, like, really tapped into the Pasadena? Do you like, want to wait till the countdown's world? done? Like, we started, Dave. We did. Yeah, Dave. Where you been? Uh, Pat, we started. Yeah, bro. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I was confused too, Dave. Don't let him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confusing everybody. <laughs> well, this is the podcast. Where I just confuse everyone. And just yeah, okay, man. Just ask your question. What I say again? Okay. He's he. Do you claim? I think he was trying to say. Do you? What is your Pasadena pride? Since you're from Pasadena, how high is your pride? I do claim it. I mean, especially around LA people. LA people don't accept us as as Angelinos. It's a separate like entity to them. Pasadena, so I definitely, definitely rock it. Wait, they're so they're like, if you go, I'm from Pasadena. They go, you're not from California. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you're not from Los Angeles. They're like you're not from LA. You're from Pasadena. Ugh. Even if you try and sneak it in that I'm from LA, they're like, no, you're not. You're from Pasadena. It's like a separate thing. You know what though, Ado? There's people that li I'm not from Toronto originally, but there's people who live in Mississauga, and if they say I'm from Toronto, and they find out you're from Mississauga, yeah. they check you that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I would, I would let it slide. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, like, it's funny because I, I grew up like ten minutes from downtown LA, and then there's dudes in Santa Monica, just like forty five minutes from downtown LA, 
And they can claim LA, but I can't, even though I'm really, yeah, I'm ten minutes from downtown. LA. Do, like, like, do you say LA? Like, like, with people, like I do to to people outside of California. I do, but when I'm around LA people, I gotta, yeah, I gotta say the correct. Yeah, I love Pasadena though. Yeah. It's oh great. my God, bro, Pasadena is beautiful. Like, I would. Can definitely consider living there. I mean, I would, but man, look, I'll be it's, honest. It's, with it's you. bro. LA it's, stinks. Yes, man, bro. <laughs> Pasadena is way dope. Pasadena <laughs> is so nice, bro. Dude. Oh my god, even the gas stations, bro. Oh, it's shiny. Snacks are organized. They're shiny, bro. New floors. Floors are so every clean. Fucking bro. floor is clean, bro. LA, every god. floor is trash, man. Oh my god, they, it's like they don't know what a mop is. When you no. talk about it like that, I'm happy that it's not part of. I'm happy it's its own thing. Buddy, Pasadena, sure. yeah. I tell everyone when they're like, do you hate L.A.? I go, yes, but I love Pasadena. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> yeah, never. dude. I love it so much. Yeah, your neighborhood, like where where y'all live, bro, is so beautiful, bro. Like it just, like, I like that feeling of community. Yeah. And I feel like when I, like where I live, it doesn't, well, now it's a little bit different. Echo Park's a little bit different. Like you have houses and there's a community. Yeah. But like yeah. some of these, bro, I used to live on Hollywood and La Brea. <sighs> Dark times, oh, bro. Nice dark Hollywood times. and Gower. You used to Hollywood oh, and Gower? That's yeah. worse. I know. Oh, I hated it, bro. It's so oh bad. I thought it was so bad. I felt like it was the apocalypse every day. Yeah, bro. That's like living in Times Square. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I didn't know how to explain it to people who are not from Los Angeles. They're like, oh, you don't like L.A.? I go, Hollywood. If you come and stay Hollywood and Gower for a week, you're not going to. It's not. You. I think you have a very skewed stereotypical image of wild but these people yeah. never really visit so yeah they have no edeb truly i mean if you accidentally can walk towards the hollywood walk of fame like you just stroll onto there <laughs> then you're way too close you, you should be it, it can only be like a conscious decision to go there but if you're within walking accidentally distance, <laughs> yeah. it's like dark i know i used yeah. to walk my old roommate's dog and it was a pug and it would always shit on the walk on the hollywood stars <laughs> was there a favorite star for it to shit on i couldn't catch it because i'd be like uh, uh pepper and it would just go and then uh, tourists would start taking pictures and they'd freak out That's hilarious. and this pug would just look at me and i go come on man we gotta get out of here <laughs> so so I, I was gonna ask like you're so you were uh born in pasadena i was actually born at cedar sinai which is, is closer to the valley um, and I, and I, when I was first growing up, I was in the Valley for like the first 10, 15 years. And then we moved to Pasadena. It was, it was so, it was, it's kind of sucked because when we lived in the Valley, I went to school in Pasadena. And then when we moved to Pasadena, I went to the school in the Valley. So mm. I was always commuting. What's the difference between life wise? I mean, might've been too young Valley and Pasadena. They're kind of both suburbs. They're just on the opposite ends of, of the city okay. and, and the Valley is still considered LA. Um, and, and Pasadena isn't, but it, it's kind of similar vibes. It's still suburban, you know. I, I found Pasadena more, um, I guess, lovelier than the Valley. For valley, sure. Valley, for valley sure. felt like uh, I, I was in L.A. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of Hollywood people. Pasadena, uh, now it's maybe getting a little bit more, but it has historically been less like a Hollywood element of Thank LA. God. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, bro, because honestly, man, you, like, you're – like you carry yourself like such a gentleman. Oh, thank you. Like you're such a sweet dude. Oh, thanks. And man. it, oh, bro, I, and and it's like Paul's what? just saying this because he's staying at my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> bro, can we tell you how? how big, bro, bro, I gotta stay at your apartment for one day, December first. Uh, so I'm gonna follow. Otto, uh, is get such, the compliments in now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. player, you know, straight up, like you're Adeb. Like honestly, when I came to your apartment and the blow up bed was there and it was like made for me, like. Like I was just like my heart was so touched. It's like oh. those those little things. Well, it's interesting too, man, because I think just you know, because we're we're such you know we're we're such a close group of friends, and it's like yeah. when people when that happens, it just feels so great. You like you're like oh wow, these are my people. Like this is the love, and For it's sure. very sweet. I'll For tell sure. you why this group sucks. Uh, okay, because <laughs> okay. it's too good of adept that if you bring somebody around, whether they're a friend or you're dating them, and there's a slight less adept, they got to get the boo. <laughs> Oh, bro! If people, <laughs> it's a high standard. It's it is. too high of a standard because yeah, 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 yeah. you bring them into the. It's I get anxiety about it all the time. I'm like, I yeah. gotta bring them, and and if they, so I'm watching them before they meet you guys. Like, this person isn't gonna last. I could just fully yeah. tell, and now I gotta break up with them or not, or some of my friends who are like, oh, how come I don't get to hang out with. Paul, Rami, and Adel, and I go, ah, you're Adam suck. No, yeah, bro, like, <laughs> but I can't say it. I can't say it. 
So that's why this group sucks because it's too good. No, but it's not true. You can bring them around and, and then they'll learn the adab. You know, some don't. That's one way to I know some are far. I remember you. T- you you learned uh, it, huh? <laughs> Whoa! I oh did. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only oh yeah, yeah. The, D- Dave's walking to cribs with his shoes on. <laughs> He's like, I'm he's, Canadian. He's we to, take our shoes off. So he's to open what the are you fridge. talking about? That's stupid. I'm, we, we, it's Americans that don't take their shoes off. Don't get me started. But the, no, no, t- talk to them. No, Americans are. That's that's. I think that's the start of their dictatorship. Is that they don't take their shoes off yeah, of people's yeah. houses because there's an arrogance. Gross. Aggressive. It's yeah. aggressive. But you text me one time when I brought my friend Lindsay. Mm. And I'll never forget that. That's like the only person I think like you like she's great, which she is. But like <laughs> that's how you knew she passed the adapt yeah, test yeah, yeah. on a high because nobody I don't think you ever even text me that 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 excited about anyone after that. Uh, maybe, yeah, anyway. Not it's as funny. that I was you, messaging with Lindsay today. Like But you message like pumped up. Like, you yeah, message yeah. But when I would date a girl, you'd be like, Oh, she's cool, but it wasn't like the energy of Lindsay. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I know maybe. for a fact. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because I was like, man, Lindsay's super. I I started to feel more for Lindsay after that text. I go, maybe she is super dope, bro. His text, oh, Lindsay's so dope. It's like the next She's day. Great. So that's this is a very high level of adab circle. That Great adab. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's some people who don't know what adab is. Like adab is essentially just uh, respect. Etiquette. Yeah. Etiquette, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, from someone who was raised in Los Angeles, Los Angeles proper, yeah. It's just that is not what I would imagine. Like you're cut from different cloth. Obviously, because your parents raised you uh, to be that way, raised you to be a gentleman. And uh, would you were you going back and forth to Egypt, like when you were growing up, like through like high school? Yeah, pretty frequently. I, I mean, I would go about one. <laughs> yeah, I'd go about once a year, maybe once every other year. But it's funny because my parents would just send us there. And they wouldn't come. They, 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 I was 12 and shepherding my nine and six-year-old siblings through the airports of Europe and Africa oh. alone. Oh, my God. It was How old were so you difficult. I was 12. What? That's insane. Were you the same height? Bro, were you smoking cigarettes back then? <laughs> I should. I felt the urge. <laughs> it is the same I height. felt the urge. I was the caretaker. I was, I was single yeah, you, dad. You're yeah, single you dad. Yeah. You got to yeah. smoke a cigarette for sure if you're taking yeah. your... That's crazy. Insane. Or just across country borders, just with... For a reason, stuff. sorry. For reason. They just didn't... I think they didn't want to hang with us in the summer. I think they just wanted... <laughs> so they they dropped you off at LAX? They Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it was just get in the car. They would send wow. us in, in a car. 12? 12. How did you Insane. check into the airport? I, dude, I don't know how I did it. To this day, I don't know how I did it. And then someone was on the other side in Grandpa. Egypt. Grandpa and Grandma. Whoa. Were your siblings scared? Or do you even remember Or that? were you scared, really? I mean, I, w- I was terrified. But the thing is, like, it wasn't just about the travel. It was like, once we got there, I had to navigate the politics of, like, which side of the family we were going to be spending time with. Like, Uh-oh. it had to be a fair split between mom and dad's side. And I had to, like, be, like, jotting this down in a calendar. Like, it was, it was like, really, it was really crazy. Really crazy. Man, that's so. That's honestly really dope, man. Just to just to give you that sort of responsibility and 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 you to handle it. I'm sure yeah. it's very scary, but it's sort of like jumping into a pool and then becoming an Olympic style swimmer. You know, I guess. But it wasn't like they were training me to be a swimmer. I just ended Dude. up doing it. But I think they were like, he might drown. <laughs> <laughs> they all three of them might drown. There was like no, I didn't feel like it was with foresight. It felt like very much just like you were like a New York kid. Yeah, you know kind of, kind of. That was a New train, York kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, the, at a young age, they right. seem very like adult, and they're only like right. eleven. Right, right, right. Right. They're vaping. Sorry, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then you, but you always made it work. For the most part, sometimes there were family issues of like, you're not spending enough time with us. Because only one side of the family had young cousins that we, you know, and then the other side didn't. Just a lot of family politics. But like the whole like logistics of it, basically being dropped off at the airport. Like, because Dave has a joke where his dad dropped him off at school and then it was like he never taught him English. And then he sort of like had to. He drove off and I was like, come back with that language. Yeah. Yeah. And all he goes, have a good day. And I was like, it's the first time I heard English. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm saying for you, like, did your dad give you any words of wisdom as he dropped you off at the airport? Was he like, okay, Adol, uh, see you in three months. 
three months too. Yeah, huh? yeah, Do you think long. it's helped you become a, a responsible adult? For sure, yeah. for sure. But um, also sometimes now when I travel, um, it feels like a party. It, it feels like I, because I it used to be that travel was like I was burdened with this like being a dad. And then now it's like, I don't have to do that. And then it's just like, maybe discipline goes out the window a little bit. And my version of that is not like hectic, but it's like still, I have this sensation that like, oh, the parents aren't around and my kid and my siblings aren't around. Like it's so now you're like, you're, you, you have a sense of uh, freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a sense of like, yeah, that's, definitely. that would trip me out. Yeah. Cause I was raised too protected. Yeah. My mom didn't let us go anywhere. Um, to the point where even now she'll be like, is someone walking you home from the subway? I go, what? I'm 40. Yeah, she's like, and I said that. I said, I'm 40. She goes, call a friend. I go, I'm not calling <laughs> Arthur. He's like, get out of bed. To, like, it's insane. So she was the other, the other extreme. Whereas I didn't know what a laundry looked like. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to operate laundry until I left the house at 24. Wow. She never let us in that room because it was, she, we were, you know what I mean? She didn't want to get it dirty. Yeah. So and it's now like, you go to the laundromat to get coffee. See the level up? <laughs> the level up. I still think that coffee is, you know, I, I also like doing that because it, it was sugary, which mm. is bad for you. Mm. But also I got a kick out of getting out of the car, getting the coffee and everyone confused. They're just staring at me. They're like, did this guy... My joy was that they would think like, did this fucking guy show up here just to get coffee and not do laundry? Yeah. What a, maybe they're talking about it for the whole day or a week. They're like, we know this psychopath. A part of me, that was the joy. <laughs> More choice. than the coffee. It's really? Story. Bro, it's insane. Imagine you're doing laundry and a guy walks in, gets coffee, waves at you and leaves. You're like, what? You know, there's Starbucks and a lot of independent coffee shops. You're choosing would you, here. Would you drive there or was this on 100%. your walking? You would drive, you would yeah. park. Yeah. Treat it like Starbucks. Yeah. Get Come out. out. I, but when we, you know, when I would do it a lot, going to pray, oh, Ramadan, yeah. and when we were in Pasadena, yeah, I yeah. did it almost like all the time. I would go there, park, get it, and then go see you guys in Pasadena because I just needed because I knew it was like going to be a long night, and I was like, I need to get these rakas in, bro. So you were I doing knew. this at eight thirty at night. Yeah, that's even crazier. Oh my god, because those people doing laundry at night are more lunatics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to go in there and get changed to do laundry at my place, and I was getting away with it for a month. And then one time I had a little plastic baggie, and then one time I'm doing it, and you can hear the noise of, and then I hear, hey! Well, I was turning, and the guy goes, he goes, you're not doing laundry here. And I'm like, what? I go, and then he was like, out, no more. I go, come on, man. <laughs> so it became a game where I would come in, and if I saw him in the corner, he'd look at me, and I'd have to walk out. Like because I was you wanted just, quarters. Yeah. Yeah, because the bank was it was I didn't want to go to the bank, and if you yeah. know, this is when after COVID or during COVID, where yeah. quarters getting quarters was a tough oh, change is whack. Very okay, like, just, speak from your heart. I'm sorry, man. Someone's got a fucking. I'm pissed. <laughs> I do that every podcast. I throw a cap and I say I'm pissed, and then we have a huge title card. It's like I'm pissed, and then I like go on this rant. Should we do that? No, that's oh. one idea I'm shutting right. I'm, that okay. idea I'm taking, putting in a toilet and flushing okay, it and not even problem. leaving. I'm waiting till the circle of the flush comes back up and there's no reminiscence of whatever that. Okay. Was. All right. Well, we are not going to do that. <laughs> 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 but, but you know, I was going to say like, uh, just, um, just to go back on what you were saying, like the idea of being like coddled, like I wish my parents gave me more responsibility yeah. mm. like that Were you also sort of in a bubble and oh, overprotected he met his mom i haven't yeah man i Jeez, can't wait coddles him. Yeah. yeah yeah my parents called me my whole life bro mm. like you know my my mom has had a lot of trauma yep. you know and it was just like her her whole life has been a battle in a lot of ways you know mm. like when she you know she grew up very poor in iraq she basically was like working at 12 years old to like pay for rent for her mm -hmm. family yeah and then she was able to get enough money to bring her whole family to america mm. and then when she my dad got sick in 2000 and then my dad got sick he was unable to work so my mom basically bought a liquor store well beer and wine store in uh the east side of detroit mm -hmm. and she was essentially opening and closing that store every single day wow. for for years wow and she had this whole thing of like i gotta care for my children i'm not gonna let anything happen to them so like laundry would ne she'd never let me do laundry. Mm. I wouldn't wash a dish. 
She'd wash all the dishes. She was just like, go to school, please go to school, make money just so you don't have to do this shit. Like even my mom would work at the store. She wouldn't even let me and my brothers work at the store. We'd have to force ourselves to work at the store. Mm. There's been times where we tell our mom, we're like, mom, go to stay in bed. We're going to go open the, the store. So we'd take her keys, open the store. Then she would come at noon. Goes, all right, you guys go home now. Wow. She goes, don't ever do that shit again. So it was like this sort of coddling like happened my whole life. And then I feel like when I came to LA, I just didn't have these survival yeah. tools. Cause I think mm. there's something to be learned about even being 12, 13 years old, walking through an airport responsible for your brother and sister. And that yeah. like fear, I think just really builds this type of armor that is so valuable later mm. on in your life where you could protect your own family inshallah, when you have kids and you know, and you're married and you're, you're uh, you know, you want to protect your, your home and the people yeah. you love. And I wish I had that to some degree. Yeah. It was funny in those times though. It's like, you know, you don't know how to parent because you're a kid, but what you end up doing is just mimicking what you see. So I, w I was like, because my parents were in a, in a sense very strict. So I remember if my siblings got in a fight on the plane, just like having to go over yeah. there and be like, don't you dare get on a fight on this plane, embarrass us in front of these people. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like legitimately like mom and dad, like, like scolding and, and like, you, you know, it's it very, it's it very strange uh, phenomenon that you tap into at probably way too young of an age. Do you think now, do they remember that? Cause I've met your siblings. Do yeah. They, so, I think, I think they do. I think they do. So does yeah. that, has that influenced the dynamic that you, Oh, I only say that because I kind of low, he raised my two brothers, not raised them, but like I babysat them, the younger ones, a lot and potty trained both of them. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, but then when I got out of that, I was like, I felt like a distance. I was like, oh, I was like a parent. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it wasn't until years later when they both turned 19 that I, we became friends because mm -hmm. there was a period where I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm wondering. Well, lucky, l luckily for me, I, I kind of only had to do it when we were traveling. But to be fair, my parents, you know, did it the rest of the yeah. time. But it was only during these like few weeks, months at a time growing up that I would have to. So you know, we we kind of got out of that rhythm pretty quickly. And you're because you're, I, I, are you closer to your sister? Sorry, than your younger brother. Probably, probably about equal, but maybe a little bit closer to my brother, just because we're closer in age. But it's yeah. not as you know. He's a quiet one. That's why I asked because your your sister is you know vocal and moves around. There's a more bu bubbly type of energy. So yeah, definitely yeah. different, different. So energy. yeah, 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 yeah. In some ways, she's more like me. You know, in that I sense, feel because I, feel I, I can do that too. But there's a lot of elements of my brothers just like being quiet and like listening that I also identify with. I kind of have that as well. So. Yeah, he hella listens, dude. He, he could really be a listens. he could be I a mean, secret yeah. agent, dude. For yeah. sure he worked yeah. for the CIA. There's no you cannot yeah. find anything on him. Like yeah, he, he was wearing a wire one time. <laughs> like he was and then he was like recording. Dude, I saw him at a pizza place and your sister and I yeah. I'd peek over. I was at a different table. I go, this motherfucker's laughing more than I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> You'll even hold him back all these tears. <laughs> Maybe He's I laughing. am their parent then. Maybe maybe <laughs> I like am giggling. Yeah, I was yeah like, maybe oh, they're like. I didn't mean to say motherfucker, <laughs> but uh, sorry. But he was. They were both laughing, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I have never. And then I felt in. I didn't want to go over. I go. I'm gonna ruin this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna ruin the rip. Because you know go, what it is though. That place has beef pepperoni. Muslims around beef pepperoni are different people. I mean, as a, <laughs> don't tell me about it. It's different. I mean, I don't. Yeah, eat nah, meat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't eat meat. Yeah, but yeah. Explain to me. What. Oh man, growing up, there's no beef pepperoni. It's all just normal pepperoni. You're like, man, that looks amazing. And then you come across it more often here in New York, and it's like it's beautiful. Because you're not allowed to eat beef, or no? It's no, just no, no, no. You're not allowed to eat pork, which that most knew, pepperoni yeah. is is usually pork. But uh, but when you find the oh, beef ones, oh, so like, they were man, lit. They were lit. Yeah, yeah. Bro, because you know what's funny? I I ran into them. I went to the bathroom and I looked over and I was like, oh, and they were like energetic. And then my friend came and we sat at a different table. Then it was another level of energy. I was like, do they think I'm a parent? Like they treated me like an uncle that might be cool, but we don't really want to fuck with them. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, and I, I'm watching them because my friend was sitting to the, her back was to them. Yeah. And I was like, man, they're having it. Every time I peek over, I'd hear like, you know, it's like the door opens and you hear laughs and it closes. So it'd be like, ah, I go, what a time they're having. <laughs> they didn't even invite me to sit over there, but it, I get it. Yeah. My now, you you should have sat down, man, with your laundry coffee. Wow. Just kick it with okay. Them. You waited for that, what, joke, <laughs> 20 minutes to get No, that, I just thought of it now. I have like, more to me, say. Let me, let me get this coffee. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> 
This guy, what, what, what are you getting? High level coffee? I've seen where you shop. Where do I shop? You go to Costco. <laughs> no, I don't. I've never Costco been. Costco though. Is awesome. Costco's lit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, God. I, I get a shit Costco on a, restaurant? Yeah, it's They've lit. had the same prices for <laughs> 70 years. You get pizza for one slice and a hot dog for one slice and it's ice cream for, for one dollar. It's like, dollar. Yeah, bro. It's so. I don't trust food that's a dollar. I'm sorry. Bro, I yeah, only I do it at, I only trust that. it at Costco. I trust I've it seen Costco. you eat so much awful. We no, ate. you haven't, bro. You have not seen me. Times bro. Square, two days ago, we ate from that at two in the morning. That wasn't dangerous. Yeah, but that guy hit you with a Waalaikum Salam. So it's and, like his. And then what did I do? I got sick the next day. Yeah, that's because yeah. you ordered, but you he told, I don't know, you ordered the wrong thing. Bro. I ordered a falafel plate. Yeah, <laughs> what man, I ordered a hero. And I yeah. got sick the next day. I was like, yeah. I've but also my stomach is strong. I have like a really strong stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, what I mean? are you talking about? In Lebanon, you you felt ill. Huh? <laughs> Lebanon, what? You were like, my stomach. You were doing that in the car. My stomach. We had to get you a, uh, a blanket. This dude is 39 years old. A blanket. <laughs> I'm not. I'm 34. <laughs> Stop making me older. I'm shivering. <laughs> that that was shivering. not me. I don't need help. Somebody Otto, help me. I've never said no. You were words. like, I'm shivering. I'm so scared. Otto, you know me. Yeah, I know yeah. you. Yeah. It's like, I'm emotional, but I suppress a lot of things. That's what you said. Why would I talk <laughs> so directly out loud like that? <laughs> we're like, we're in my mom's village. Chill, bro. That's what we have to say. Chill, man. Bro, I, man. And like, I, I've never been to Iraq, by the way. Yeah. I've never been. That's where my parents are from. So Why it's not? like. Man, I don't know. Probably because I think of the danger. Oh. <laughs> I'd be scared. I'm scared for you. <laughs> no, because my mom, every time I'm like, uh, I'm like, Mom, we should go to Iraq. She goes, well, I just started telling her that. Yeah. I just started saying I want to go to Iraq. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I got this realization when I saw Dave in Lebanon. Mm. Yeah. It's emotional. You get to go to this place that, like, you know, your your family either might have grown up in or if your parents didn't, then their parents did. It's very emotional. It's like part of your history that, yeah, it's crazy to be around. I, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed that I've been able to go to Egypt so often. But when I was listening to you talk about your experience there, it was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you know. Yeah, it was like, you know, it's crazy. It's like at least, you know, you understood it. it remember, because the four of us that were th there, it was like when, when we went to my mom's village, that I, I can't even recreate telling people the energy. And yeah. it's so cool that Reem and Natalie and you, I can see it in your eyes and hearts that we all felt the same thing, maybe a little bit different. But even I remember at the time I was in a relationship and I tried to explain it to her. Mm. And it's like, it, 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 it wasn't at her fault. It wasn't met with the same because, you know, she's not from the Middle East. Like it, right, right, it, right. It, it, so it almost, not that I was mad at it, it was hard to share that moment yeah. because it wasn't yeah. like, it was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, you're telling me with the Florida almost. So right, it was right. like, it just was so dope that I get that I friends with you and you know, this group, because you, it, it, even my friends in Toronto, like explaining it to my friends in Toronto, it, it's, it's again, it's like telling them you went to like a city in America, but you guys made it so like, Oh, they get it. And it was yeah. so important to have somebody receive that that way because I was so jacked, bro. Mm -hmm. Like it really altered a little bit of my perspective and of who I am and what my family is and my life mm. and to be able to have you guys there to share it but also you understand it was so huge man because it feels lonely if you can't yeah it's like you're holding this exciting thing and then even I just remember telling my girl she'd just be like yeah like she was happy but it yeah, was just yeah. like you could just tell you're like no man we're in this place man it's crazy yeah, yeah. it's like I don't even want to leave yeah I didn't want to leave either man I want to leave it's yeah, man, it was incredible. It was like the really the small things, you know. Like, I was gonna ask Otto, like, when you go to Egypt, like mm. you, I'm sure you see. Um, I'm not sure, like, what area. Like, is, does it feel villagey or is it like city? Like, it's very city, very city. I mean, the village stuff exists, and and that's sort of where my grandparents were from. Um, at least my grandma on my dad's side, I know, was from sort of a village area. But I've never really spent a lot of time there. Um, it's always been cities, mainly Cairo, and then sometimes Alexandria. We have a lot of family in Alexandria, too. Yeah, and, like, I'm sure every time you leave, or at least most of the time you leave, like, there's, like, moments or there's, like, feelings of, like, being inspired, maybe feeling, you know, closer to your roots, closer to God. I'm sure those feelings, like... For sure, for sure, very present. I mean, it's been interesting over the past few years as, as like, my grandparents have, you know, have passed away to sort of develop a new relationship because because when they're there they're sort of your tour guides and you kind of let go of decision making let go of like uh 
you know, seeking things out and they're sort of taking you around to places. But uh, now that they're not there, I'm sort of having to like make decisions and like choose to go here, choose who to spend yeah. my time with. Uh, developing a very new relationship mm. with, the, with the place that, that I, you know, have spent so much time in. Wow, it's you when you were 13. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Do you prefer, not prefer, I guess that's not even makes, like, of, I don't know, I thought when I was in my mom's village, because my dad, I think, lived in a city. Mm. I was like, the village, I connected to it way more. Yeah, why do you think that is? <laughs> I just think it looks so beautiful, man. And it was like, mm. it was like less things, less things I uh, to occupy yourself with. And it just felt uh, community. I can't even, man, it felt like crazy. You know, just uh, well, yeah. remember when we dropped off my uh, grandma's cousin and he's like, can you do a, he basically wanted us to run an errand for him. Yeah. He had his, yeah. What do you have us do again? <laughs> he had a bag of something. I think yeah. it was medicine, and then he was like, oh. "Can you stop here?" And well, then, family is family, even if you've never met the family. Yeah, yeah they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you could have never met your cousin, but he's still going to be the one getting he's, you yeah. Yeah. from the pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, he did make us yeah. run an errand. He had, yeah. he basically, he had this Folgers tin. Yeah, and inside the tin was all this medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, "I'm just going to drop this off at someone," and then like this, like it was like an elder woman, right, that like walked out of her apartment. And he like gave yeah. it to her. Man, bro, that's. It was so beautiful, man. I think those are those moments of inspiration. Like I was going to say, like, I'm sure when you're in Egypt, there's like, you know, those moments where like you like really feel human connection. Totally. And really yeah. tapped in. And I just, I think whenever I come back to the States after leaving the country, like I think specifically I haven't done it as much, not nearly as much as you have, but when I, like when I came back from Lebanon, like I was on the plane, I was just feeling this really this sense of appreciation to like mm. where my parents, cause my parents are also from the village. And then right when you come back to America, it's like phone. Yeah. Billboards. Yeah. Gap lights. Yeah. Target. And it's just like this. And then I like got assimilated again. I like missed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I felt the same thing too. When I got back, I was like, like kind of gross. Like, Ugh. yeah, that's why the village is, is you feel something there because it's not trying to be anything else. I think, you know, that's something we talk about on on season one of Rami, especially. It was like, you know, feeling like that side of the world is, is starting to feel more like this side of the world. And, and that, that, you know, and you want it to be something yeah. else. You want it to be this formative experience, but you go over there and a lot of places they're just trying to copy here. Yes. Um, and, and, but when you go into the village, it's it, you don't have that. It's, it's people just being different people. It's a different way of life. It's a different, you know, uh, philosophy. So, um yeah, I definitely feel that. It's, it's interesting hearing you talk. I, I remember when my grandpa passed away. That was about 10 years ago now. And, you know, we went to the funeral and then I was driving back with his driver. Like, this is a guy that drove him to and from work every single day for decades. And he also took him to the hospital the day he died, basically. And I got to sit with this guy for an hour and just, like, there was something very... I don't even know how to describe it, but like this guy knew my grandpa a lot better than I did. Like, frankly, like he just spent so much more time with him. He got to help him do things that I, as a grandson felt like I should have been able to be there for him. And I just felt this connection with this guy that like, it, it didn't, it, I was so grateful to him. It was like very, very grateful to him. And he, and I remember I started to cry and he was, he was a little, he didn't understand why. And then I, I kind of explained it to him and he was like, no, that's just like how Egyptians are anyway. Like, even if you did live here and I was your grandpa's driver, I would have been doing these things anyway the most. Cause it's just like, it doesn't matter if you're blood related to someone in this country. It's just like, if you see someone in need, you're going to go help them. Like it just doesn't, it's just the case. If you see someone older than you in need, you're going to go help them. Like what did, what was he um, in that drive emotionally wise? Was he, did he, he was, he was a little confused at first and then he sort of came around to understanding why I was so emotional. Did he show any emotion to your, cause he, he, he by the end of it was, did get a little bit emotional cause he was very close to my grandpa. That's what I mean, it wasn't though. just like employer employee. It was like, they, they obviously developed a bond after decades of, you know, spending That's not saying, together. would he be hurt? Like, did he, or he just didn't show you his hurt? I think, you know, this guy was very, you know, religious and, and, and under, you know, had, had an easier time with loss, I think, than a lot of people. He was just a very grounded individual. So, like, my grandpa passing hurt, but it didn't kill him. 
you know, it didn't like really destroy him emotionally. Because he's closer to, because of the religion aspect. Explain yeah. that maybe. I think, you know, there's just a way of thinking in that country when you're very close with God that like uh, a person's time is their time. Like I remember even my grandma, like a lot of times didn't want to go to the hospital if she was like very sick. She was like, if it's my time, it's my time. We're like, it might not be your time if you yeah, just yeah. go to the hospital. hospital. <laughs> 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 so, you know, uh, that's just like a very prevalent way of thinking yeah, over that, there. Yeah, that's how my aunt is. My, my aunt now, like, she's like, and she's very unhealthy. And like, I told her, I was like, auntie, you know, maybe you should exercise and like, you know, watch what you eat. Yeah. She goes, if God wants to take me, God will take me. Yeah. And then it's like this, you know, excuse of just, you know, let me just live my life. And, you know, which is, which is true. It is true. And it's like, yes, God will take you when God wants to take you. Yeah. And also you have the ability to eat arugula <laughs> and not eat starbursts. Yeah. And candy and soda and all these yeah. other things. And, but I, you know, cause I, I, for the last like four years, I've really thought about death more than I've ever thought. Maybe, maybe it's aging. I don't know, but like a lot, yeah. a lot of death way too much. Not that, harming myself or anything i just like man this and i that's why i was interested in the religion aspect of it because i find if, if i met people like that were like you know muslims specifically that i've been around their relationship with death was like inspiring or in well, calming the, yeah there's stories of the prophet that he would walk through the cemetery frequently and i think there is something very uh, smart about like constantly reminding yourself about death because if, if it's on your mind in a healthy way you're just constantly reminded that you're not going to be here forever so yeah. like really take advantage of your time here and like it's you know. calmed me down a bit ever since too that i you know that I, that um it's like just being around you and, and learning all this stuff that it's calmed me down i think subconsciously i think it's really Whereas, important to like develop a healthy level of fear of death yeah like uh, I think a lot of people are very hampered in their life by the idea of death. It, it terrifies them to the point of they stop living life. I think the the, the a big challenge or, or is, is to get a very healthy fear of it, like just to bring it down to a level where it's like rational, logical, but it's not like inhibiting your way of life. You know? No, and I'll tell you examples. Like I used to always be scared of traveling, mm. like petrified. Yeah. I think the last three months, I'm like. That nerve is gone. I think about how expansive traveling is. Like to have had that be limited because of this fear is yeah, like. Yeah. I've been flying back and forth from Toronto to New York. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know how many times. And it's just like this. At first, I thought it was depression. I was like, it's depression. Uh, but then I was like, just understanding and that weight off my mind. Yeah. And it wasn't until like some of my Muslim friends were talking about death. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Because I didn't hear it in like that spoken in, in Christianity. Yeah. 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 It's like almost, you know, and I, and no one around me, and it was so calming. And I'm like, oh, this is what I want to, I want to get on this tip, yeah, mentally, because yeah. then I think I'm operating. It's also helped me operate in the people I hang around with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When I, and it's helped my body go, oh, this person's toxic, or this is not good for you, so why stay in this? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because your time is valued, and you're not gonna know how long you're here. Yeah. So why? Yeah. For what, what am I really fighting for in these relationships? Yeah. Like I, in the grand scheme of it, what am I really fighting? Is it really worth it? Is it worth yeah. to stay an extra three, four months? But when I know in my heart that this is not how I want to be treated or what I want to be around. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. helped because again, I could die at any moment. So I was like, nah, and it's yeah. helped me navigate that way as well. Yeah. 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 Learning about just understanding the mortality just, just, just helps in terms of if I'm going to make a decision and I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, ah, uh, even creatively, I was thinking, because there's been so much death in the Los Angeles comedy community. I mean, Toronto. Right. Right. And, and to, just in comedy community. Canada, general. there's three, three people died in the last four months, I think. Just yeah. in the last two weeks, two guys died of cancer. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a lot, wow. there's a lot of cancer-related deaths yeah. and just, you know, some natural causes. And a lot of it, bro, is people are doing, like, fentanyl. Mm. Accidentally. Yeah. With coke, mm. yeah. They're doing coke, and it's laced with fentanyl. And there's people that are basically... Uh, living life with a chaser wow. and Coke is their chaser or whatever right. drug it is their chaser. And then they end up dying from that. So then I was just thinking, man, if my all of our time is limited here, it's like, what do I want to put out? Yeah. What do I want to put out into the world to be like, this is what, this is my work, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, bro, like even the, you know, the work you do on Rami, man. And I, I know the diligence that you put in and, you know, yeah. the amount of time that you put into the writing and the words and, you know, even as an actor now, you know, and like the work you're putting in, it's just like really dope to see people that are putting in that type of work where it's like, I'm going to be my most honest self at this time. Inshallah, I keep building up to be even more honest and be able to articulate my heart and put on paper even mm. more. You know? Mean, we, you know, we also should have like maybe said the guests <laughs> given like a bio. I know. I'm going to no, 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 I'm that level of big. People don't need to know. No, that. no. I'm, I'm going to do a thing in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying we didn't do it with anybody. Oh. We haven't done it no, with. Uh, but I we did we just started talking to Rami. <laughs> just like. <laughs> well, no, Rami truly might not need one. I mean, but I mean even I think Natalie. people need a pretty expansive one. But the, the thing is, bro, I'd rather do it when you're not in the room of like our for our next oh, guest. Okay. Is people Adel, do do that. Adel Kamal. Yeah. And then talk about you. I'm not going to be like, all right, so we have Otto here. And then that you do one of these. Yeah, yeah. It's like not organic. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Dave wants that, though. No, I don't. I hate you know what? I've never introduced Dave. You did not introduce me. My co host here is a uh, Juno Award winner and the uh, co star of the show, Rami, on Hulu. Better get that right. (laughs) Okay, that was uh, unnecessary. I'm joking. Bro, you know, I miss those like radio hosts that talk like that. You could do it. Hey, how are you? So, Otto, question. (laughs) I noticed there's some, um, I don't know what language that is on your uh, sweater. (laughs) <laughs> they like you, know, pop out you know the guy because you're from Detroit too. I used to hear him the Quiet Storm. Remember Quiet Storm? Oh, so it's an R and B station. Guy. So it would I would go do open mic. Ninety eight point seven. Yeah, right? in, in Detroit wow. or in Michigan, and I would do them and then drive back to Windsor. But I'd bomb. So I, it started at midnight. So they don't. I wanted. To, I didn't want to listen to rock. So I'd put it on and be like, "Welcome to the Quiet Storm right now." <laughs> Oh. And they had rain in the background for window. Wow. <laughs> I was just crying. What a I, I bombed. And then it'll be like, oh, next song is Jodeci. Can you feel me? And you're like, ah, oh, I mean, I can feel everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're, Do you yo, remember the Quiet Storm? Oh, bro. So legendary. Quiet bro. Storm, the way this guy would talk is like sometimes he would take. He'd do better, yeah. He would take like phone calls. Yeah. That's he goes. He, <laughs> he's like, you're on the Quiet Storm and uh, we're here to take your request. We got Joanne on the line. Joanne, what's up? And then she's like, yeah, I want to play this song because, uh, well, the thing is, my, my, my boyfriend hasn't came home yet, and he's not answering his phone, so I really want you to play Baby Come Back. And then I swear to God, the guy, he was like, wait, he, he, he ain't home yet? <laughs> like, like, he just started to, like, talk, like, still in the All right, how are you? But, like, talking like, have you tried to uh, send him an email? <laughs> Dude, the rain in the background is my favorite part. Uh, he's you can hear it. You can hear it off a window. You're like, this is wild, so bro. I can't drama. believe, I, I mean, I knew you'd remember that, but I, because being on the Canadian side, we loved, I loved uh, Detroit radio stations. Mm. They were way more like hyped, right? Remember that they, anytime, I remember the one I'll never forget. It was, uh, they inter, it was when Nas was beefing Jay-Z and they previewed Ether. Mm. And I was driving home and in my mom's car and I, was someone with me? I don't know. I didn't let the, I didn't go inside. I was just parked outside of yeah, our yeah. house and it was like, uh, we got an exclusive. And they did the whole, you know, they do the bomb drop and you're like, he's going at Jay-Z. And I was like, ah, my mom's looking through the window. Thought I was breaking up with a girl, but it was just like, they just had a way of making this like, I don't know if it's just, I don't, I'm trying to remember if there's any Canadian radio stations that were that jacked. Right about anything like that it was just more fucking animated man i love it i just love hearing people that are interested in what they're doing yeah yeah you know and it's i think that's like like even that quiet storm guy bro his voice but also like he was great for it and it's just like you know you're you know you're you're part of the team of creating this show like talking about the you know muslim american experience which is really more which is much broader than that it's really just like you know, anyone who's ever felt like they've been out of the popular circle yep. in yep. a way and like that story. And it's like, you know, and I really think a lot of the experiences of even forced being forced to be a man at 13 years old in an airport and negotiating times to hang out with which family member and a lot of the things that you went through all are things that just help the pen. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've loved working on that show, obviously, because so much of it relates to my own personal experience. I think that's why I've sort of been able to contribute on the level that I have with that show. It's it's a very personal story, just having grown up in America as a Muslim guy uh, during basically the same era that Rami himself did and Rami the character did. So 
um, you know, I feel very blessed that it, a lot of things had to come together in a very roundabout way for me to end up, you know, participating in the making of this show. So I feel very blessed. Very, very blessed. Yeah. Also, I, I do want to say this. It's like, uh, you know, I remember when I first met you and you were a writer's room PA. Yeah. And then you worked on the show and as a still as just a set PA. Set PA and a personal uh, lozenge holder for Dave Merhead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I had so much lozenge. Fisherman's Warp. I had Fisherman's <laughs> yeah. I was always paranoid. That was sick or something. This is even before COVID. It was the first Before season. COVID. So before COVID, he was paranoid about COVID. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What did yeah. you say? I remember one time you said, oh, I got the... the the shiver me timbers or some shit. <laughs> the fuck that, did you say? No. I just like shingles. I had shingles, yeah. Well, supposedly, but I liked Adol's energy. I remember, and I don't. I not comfortable just or just I don't like really hanging out alone. Yeah, and I'm like it. It felt like very like trailers feel like very like isolated. They're like I'm. It's like I don't give a. F I, I truly yeah. don't care. It was a very full circle moment where I used to it used to make me feel special that Dave wanted to hang out with me when I was a PA. But then on this third season, I'm now you know sort of behind the camera a lot more, and Dave comes up to me and he's like. Do you think if it's it's kind of weird if I go ask that PA if they want to hang out like just all, it's, it's like a dude PA it's not no one like get it twisted it's just like he just really wanted a friendly hang with this dude PA and he was Dave, nervous yeah. about it yeah Dave yeah. I was super nervous I remember that too I mean but I wasn't doing that every year I, you were special you're special no I don't I don't yeah. accept the special why now. no it yeah. seems why? like it was a thing it that wasn't you were a just, thing I was nah, doing bro, you're, you're you're special Otto. you're special yeah. man it's like, I, I want to hang out with yeah. you. yeah. Uh, that was and you helped me man you made me feel calm though i mean and then you helped me because then you were a writer so you 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 uh helped me with dialogue and yeah. you know yeah yeah you've written some great stuff thanks uh, yeah man including, i told uh, you yeah not to write arabic and doctor uh, stuff and kulhu yeah, ahad. it's kulhu allah ahad what's that kulhu allah ahad one more time dave's like Bro, that now was so stressful, man. It was so stressful, but I'm glad I uh, look. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Bro, but I mean, yeah, it was just tough. But I mean, I was. I feel I was put on. There was a heavy load put on me. I would say. <laughs> I would say. I would say. I don't have the acting skills anywhere near or close to Mahershala Ali. So I, you know, not even close. You know? I wouldn't so say not even. I wouldn't close. Not even close. So he's he's he. You know, got you know he got some time to, to learn all that stuff. So I just, I I don't know if I was afforded uh, that time. So I just want to yeah. you know say I think I did what I could with that. No, but Mahershala was like LeBron. You know, he brought everyone up to that to that level. So I think you know he brought you up to that level. You, you're yeah. on the same level. Also, I don't think yeah. Mahershala can play Uncle Ahmed like you. Like he yeah, can't be yeah. like having anxiety and like play this guy and like that can do that. Like you have these things that you can do and there's things that he can do. Like say like, He can say <laughs> or he goes, fuck yeah. you, Ram. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, fuck you, Ram. He goes, you hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt. This is you. <laughs> and then, and then he was like, he was like, what are you? Yo, he talked, he talked to Rami's real soul. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like that shit went through the screen. He, he, he goes, you. Boy, <laughs> so I swear crazy. I thought he was gonna be like, "You a bitch." <laughs> it was crazy. And, and Robbie's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he hit his chest, bro. I was, I've watched that scene like he hit his times. chest. No, with the words. Oh yeah. I was like, every time I go, "Hey man, <laughs> really relax. Let's relax here." You go, "Fuck you." Robbie. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So crazy. What bro, a brilliant actor. Bro. He bro. came at him on some like Tupac, hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I started watching like his interviews and it's like that's that's like you don't meet a lot of people that are just like for the art form. Like this is like clearly this person is like I, I want to make the best piece of art and it's yeah. just like minus all this other bullshit and I feel in Hollywood or, or entertainment. It's like so awesome. man. It's like what a what a career. He's very, very passionate about the work and not just, mm -hmm. you know, in front of the camera. I think he's he's sort of starting to expand into producing things and. The things he's passionate about he's making great projects uh that's around. what i mean like yeah, yeah he's, he's, it's, it's uh, so refreshing when you yeah. it's just like oh, okay it's not about like instagram or pictures no not at all i remember a very important conversation i had with him was i, I asked him what his favorite movie was of all time and he said uh this movie nanook of the north which like 
I don't think anyone thinks of Mahershala and goes, oh, yeah, that guy's favorite movie is definitely this movie about, like, people in, like, the Arctic, like, living an Eskimo lifestyle. It's a documentary. It's a documentary me, yeah. about, about just Eskimos, basically, and their lifestyle, uh, day in the life of these Eskimos. And that's his favorite movie. And he, like, for, like, 30 minutes told me every single part of this movie and why he loved it so much and how he was so, like, enamored with the world that was built and I was like, oh, this is just a guy that loves the craft. This guy just loves yeah. the art yeah. form of cinema. And, you know, so really, really fun talking yeah. to that guy. I, I do think it'd be hilarious. Like, Mahershal, what's your favorite movie? And he goes, Clerks 2. <laughs> he says Clerks 2. He, he goes, he goes, that damn silent <laughs> he, And He's like, he always gets me. <laughs> I could see him doing that though, because Silent Bob always does get people. Or he says Elf with uh, a <laughs> yeah. and he goes, "Now how you, how you be Elf and be that big?" <laughs> this is, bro. Also, you know, just along the lines of like, you know, what Dave was saying, because I also love being around people who really care about what they're making, you know, and like, yeah. you know, that like I I so love the work you do, man. You oh, know, thank and you. same thing with you, Dave. You know, like you, I think all of us are just inching towards more and more of just being able to make what we really care about. Like even Dave, like you know, like Dave when he was working on his most recent special, "I Love You, Habibi," which is streaming on Crave right now. If yeah, you only have, in Canada, but yeah, yeah, only um, in Canada. And Dave is like every detail. He goes, "Yeah, but that uh, I I need to say what happened." Mm. You know, and it's just oh, like because yeah. Paul. Paul helped me like put put it together and write it, which is like not taboo in stand up comedy. It's like kind of a weird thing to to. It's like you know you use the word consultant, but it was truly deeper than consultant. Yeah, yeah. It's like this person helped write the bits, and it's like some comics don't want to say that because it's like oh you didn't write your own, which mm -hmm. I didn't write some of that stuff that was like written me and Paul. But like yeah, it is. I'm very specific in how I want to make it where it comes from. Yeah. yeah. Even like right. the energy of his dad. And he goes, well, my dad was like this, you know, and like, you know, and, and, and that, that sort of attention to detail is what I'm, that means so much. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's hard to, to operate without that. If you really love the thing you're talking about. I mean, it's like, if you, if you're not feeling that, then you're probably not talking about the right thing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it like, I mean, this season, I just really like, I think everybody, I just more in awe of everybody. hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's like the most I felt out of the three seasons. Both, like, obviously what people end up seeing is the people in front of the camera who I think everyone, you know, in that respect stepped it up a hundred percent. Even behind. But behind the yeah, camera, I awful. think everyone yeah. had had a lot of experience up to this point, uh, especially on season two. Um, Cause that was, that was a whirlwind shoot we had a lot of schedule accommodations and season stuff. So, two yeah, yeah yeah so i think people learned a lot of lessons on that and everyone both in front of the camera and behind really stepped it up for season three and i think you know very blessed to be able to say that I, it was our best work yeah it, and i don't and i'm i'm not you know i know it doesn't really matter about awards or anything like that like truly you're just making like a dope project for people to enjoy but i really like you know those first two seasons i'm like okay and then you see certain shows or like whatever but i just truly feel i hope and inshallah man that it just gets those flowers in that aspect mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because it really was like you said behind the scenes and on screen it's, just, it's all leveled up and you just and i know that they don't mean as as much to certain people but i just feel it should be like they be, should be given their flowers and these actors. for sure for sure uh, but you know i think if if that's going to be your only metric. It's not the only metric. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. It's not the exactly. only metric. And I don't think I, it is for you, but for some people I see it on them and I'm yeah. like, think bigger. Because if you if you really loved what you put out, then yeah. that should be enough. You you got to say something and a lot of people did hear it. If it's the amount of people that you, it's not the amount of people that you wanted to hear it, it's fine. You know, it, it, people heard it still. You got your voice out. I think, yeah. I think that that... I think that that's really important to just. I mean, I'll tell you personally. I don't think you know. I I didn't wasn't in it the season that much to get in those categories of awards and stuff like that. But I, if I do speak to someone who watched the show and and if they're like, "Oh man, great job!" That's enough for me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it would, I'd love the other stuff, but I mean, like, because it's very thoughtful in how they 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 talk about it it's not like just good job it's, i love you know, that about our our, our fan base yeah. it's a very very, very thoughtful very. group it's it's very rarely just someone saying good job actually it's it's actually rarely that it's like good job and also like 
this is the part that I loved and this is what I connected yeah. with and this is relating to me and on this level and it's not just Arabs it's not just Muslims it's like people from all different walks of life just like all relating to certain elements of this story uh, it's so exciting except for a couple nights ago you were there one guy goes man you and that you you did the shit episode <laughs> oh yeah that was remember hilarious. that guy yeah and then the guy before him he's with his girl she's like you know I, I you know we love uh we love your work i go oh thank you uh from the stand-up she was yeah. uh yeah but i mean i'm rami i go okay, <laughs> yeah. like, okay. i remember this you know because this is the first season that i'm actually in about a couple months ago i was somewhere and this guy like rushed up to me and like took a selfie with it was my first ever Which is time so taking a selfie with like a fan i guess and he didn't realize that Leith, who plays uncle nasim <laughs> and rami were also there I swear to God, I saw this guy delete the selfie <laughs> to make room on his phone no. to go get a selfie with those guys. It was crazy. I mean, yeah, I've had crazy. It yeah, it's, it was the most humbling experience. That but, is hilarious. But well, Dick, well, bro, it's going to happen way more. Way bro. more, like, yeah. you, you were so good in the show, man. Like, yeah. Oh, thank like, you. I, th I think I uh, made sure to tell you that. Like, you're the playing that sort, that character that, especially who's going through so much turmoil over his decision. He mm. knows, like, what his body wants mm. and, like, what... I uh, know God wants yeah and that and I think you played it so sweetly and I think you just you have a very like low-key vibe to you mm. yeah you know so I'm on this podcast <laughs> yeah. oh wait I mean yeah. you know and 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 I think like having that and you know it felt so real yeah you know it Thank felt you. so real and I felt so connected to it and I, I thought you know I, I definitely think the person who deleted that selfie is is I, don't is know, I showed up to watch you I didn't show up to every scene but I mean I still showed up. I wasn't even working I want I want that to <laughs> I needed yeah. your support a little more than yeah. you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But uh, that 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 couple, the guy goes, the girl goes, my boyfriend's mad that your name isn't Ahmed. I go, what? He goes, he just feels this weird that everyone got their, I go, oh, how do I help you with that information? I mean, yeah, wait till they find out you weren't even Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, so you were rock hunting as a Christian? <laughs> oh, you a Christian rock hunting? You know what they get more mad at when I go, I'm Canadian? I, they feel like I cheated them. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I cheated the system. They go, Canadian? They're so weirded out when I go, I'm Canadian. They're like, yeah. what? But if it's the opposite, if I'm yeah. in Canada and I go, I'm Canadian, they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because they think I'm American. It's yeah. so it's so weird. But yeah. But you know now, wait till they you know if they for, when they thought I was Catholic, Christian they were like yeah is that something you're talking about on this no yeah. <laughs> that's what I figured I, I steered clear of it I steered clear I mean uh, ah, whatever it's all love it's all love I feel happy good I feel happy Abdullah man and uh, Otto man thank you so much for coming through man and thank you for letting me stay at your <laughs> Yeah, let's not say bye on this. We're going to the same place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be it's weird. not bye. It's see you later. Yeah, it's not. It's see you later right here on Cool Jams and in uh, 1993.9 Cool Jams. Yeah, and and let me say this, Aldo. I'm so excited to see like you know uh, what you create yeah. next. You know, oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so excited for you, bro. And God continue to protect you on your endeavors. And oh. if you're not following Adol, I don't know if you're like, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> That'd be no, hilarious. Adol's like, hey, yeah. follow me. Yeah, he's following me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a social media. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, when he pops on the stories, I always get excited. I'll check his story out over everyone because he's, you know, not on it regularly. Oh, thank you. So I'm always like, you yeah. know, boop. but then I'll check out. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, okay. and it's always something cool. It's like, a, like an yeah, antenna yeah, or something. Yeah. And it's like on top of a building. And it's like, I'm like, that probably like, that's probably like symbolic of some shit. <laughs> yeah, him and Rami, if, if you get a post from Rami, like or something you're like okay you're doing yeah it. if he ain't posting you um you ain't doing yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> rami take a picture of like a desk with paint on it and then, <laughs> and then i'll be like man i gotta fill more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much for having me guys i'm such a big no, fan of both of you of course uh, as as creatives but also just as people and you know love you guys so much love so you too man you. i mean it's a circle the circle dude it's high it's high-end circle yeah high-end circle man and uh yeah, man, a lot of adep here, and uh, we love you. Love and you, uh, you know, follow us on on Instagram. We'll put our social handles on here. But um, Great. Uh, we thank you, Adil Kamal, K A M A L, and then Dave Merhej, M E R H E J E. I'm Paul Leah. Thank you. All. L I A. Did you spell that right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said it so fast. <laughs> Did I? My father was an immigrant Earth magical, Chicago to the pyramids Not in Vegas, in Egypt, the world is much bigger than You block the street, your tenement Always remember the little things your mama tell you, kid When you discover your soul
try to sell you it Then you learn love is as cold as a winter is Or as the winter is Sometimes how the mirror is A paradigm, you can see me off the wall Palestine, I can't even tell you How long I had to stare at mine Till my reflection disappeared and I can hear my mind This isn't the end, although we had a fear at times Like love to a fighter, the heart of survival Was written in the stars as they guide you From lost to arrival, but can you see the light? Night. Don't worry, we'll be there in time, time.